0: Hey, it's the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I'm your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, Before we get going, let's do some housekeeping. Please go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast on our fan page on Facebook. I leave every meme, article, anything I find interesting about Michigan, I put on there. I will answer any message. I just love communicating with you guys please leave a like or leave a review whatever also whatever platform you listen to us on please go ahead and leave a review a like a whatever they ask for because it only helps us get noticed easier through whatever their algorithm dictates right new business okay so you can now leave me voicemails, and I'm excited about this because I truly believe I have some of the best fans around. Now, whatever platform you listen to me on, go to the show notes portion of the podcast. There will be a link saying voicemail, anchor, voicemail, Michigan pod, whatever, right? It'll, it's right there in the show notes. Click on that, follow the prompts, leave me a message. I will return it. I will put it on the show. Just make sure it's cool. Even if it isn't, I still will respond. But don't be shocked if it's not something you don't want to hear. Plain and simple. I'm just not going to, you know, I'm just not going to listen to ridiculousness and not answer back. Whatever. Unless it's just out there. Uh, Another bit of business. There will be a YouTube channel that I am starting just so I can put little videos because apparently podcast isn't enough and I'm super excited about this season. I want us to be able to interact and video I guess is just the way it goes so there will be a YouTube channel uh michigan maniac podcast youtube channel i will get that up and going i will be posting whatever on there also there will be like uh game day companions where you can go ahead and i will tell you the time mark you go ahead and wait and watch the game with me so we can be watching it together on youtube i believe that is something i can do i'm looking into it now if not Hey, it was a nice try, right? Anyways, still, there will you will see bits and pieces of how I react to the games. The, the podcast will also be uh, broadcast. A bunch of new stuff on YouTube. Anyway, so let's get going, right? Um, this is going to be the podcast where I go over the schedule. I go over Big Ten in general. The future of this season, where I see it going, what teams I think are going to do something, just that kind of stuff. So let's get into it. Obviously, let's hit the schedule. That's the biggest thing right now. Um, I, apparently, I see there's two camps, right, when it comes to podcasters in the Michigan community. One that believes... That until they see oh until they see Michigan beat Ohio State, I can never pick Michigan to win. Then I don't know why you are a Michigan fan or a Michigan podcaster because um, this isn't the Rich Rod years where we just know we suck. This isn't the fucking Brady Hoke years where we know we suck. This is the Jimmy Harbs year. Baby, this is the this is the fucking time in which we need to start believing. I know we're zero and four. I don't recognize zero and four. I think we are one and three. Uh, if we didn't have John O'Corn who fucking overthrew fucking Gentry on that fucking post. In 2017, we could easily be two and two with Ohio State. But 2016, if they didn't pay off those fucking refs, we're one and three. I do not recognize zero oh and four. Uh, That's just not what I recognize. That's not what I believe. That is not what I go with. We are one and three against those dumb motherfuckers, and I'm not going to change that point of view. I actually have one to two. Actually two Ohio State fans that are friends of mine, I know I know, I get it, but they're good people Uh, they have admitted to me that they lost that game it is apparent that 2016 we won that game but Urban Meyer being Urban Meyer and paying off the fucking, the refs and Delaney being the Big Ten commish being very pro Ohio State Fucked us. Plain and simple. That's the way it goes. You all saw how that ball was spotted. We won that game. Anyways, so we're 1-3 against Ohio State. Um, so let's get into the our schedule, right? Uh, this schedule excites me and scares me all at the same time. Because I am never a fan. Never, ever a fan of... Of us scheduling a service team. And like those service squads, like Air Force, Navy, Army, never a fan. Never a fan of playing these guys. They play an outdated form of fucking football that is so frustrating to play. And that if you don't see it all the time, you can make stupid mistakes. And that's what this offense, the triple offense, op- option fucking eats up they love they love mistakes absolutely mistakes right um so i'm not a fan of that i i hate the fact that we even have army on the schedule they were good last year which is very rare for a service team air force has made some noise throughout the year army not really but they were decent this year so let's get into the schedule before we get to army which isn't too far so, with that being said, uh, first game of the year, <laughs> middle, middle Tennessee State, whatever, blah, whatever team they are, community college, I don't give a shit who it is, uh, we're going to blow them out, right? We're going to see uh, the fr- – we may start off slow because the offense is going to maybe be a little clunky. Who knows? Who knows? But I truly believe that this is just going to be a blowout right i mean like 49 to 10 uh 56 21 i don't know how our defense is really going to play right off the bat we do have some questions on the defensive line it's just the way it goes all right uh but our defense is still going to be good i i just you can have don brown and sean nua and you just cannot have a good defense it's just it's impossible zordich I mean, with a defensive backfield like that, come on, please. So we're going to blow them out. I don't even care what the score is. We're going to fucking kill them. Um, Week two, that's when it gets a little stressful. Army comes into town, right? Now, Army has 80% of their offensive players returning and 51% of their defensive players returning. So that tells me that we're going to blow them out in the offensive portion of it it's just how does our young defense handle that triple option right how do they handle that do they stay do they stay responsible do they stick to their obligations do they do they hit their holes and stay there right do they does the defensive end stay with the quarterback even if he thinks that he does or does not have the ball does the outside linebacker hit the fucking running back every time if he has the ball or if he doesn't does the defensive tackles and the middle linebacker hit the fullback every time he comes through that line because if they do these responsibilities if they stay with their task we can defeat army fairly easily it's going to be tough at the beginning it always is with service schools so it may be 14 10 at halftime but we're going to push it to like a 28 10 31 17 win i truly believe it with 51 percent of their defensive players coming back i don't see army's defense stopping us that's a huge that's a big fucking deal right that's a big deal um plus their quarterback threw for a thousand yards not thousands of yards A thousand. That is one with three zeros. That's it. I think maybe even a thousand and one yards. I'm not sure, but a thousand yards. That's not impressive. So we don't really need to worry about our cornerbacks really being out there on an island. Uh, we can blitz the shit out of this team, which fucks up the uh, option, trust me. I am old, uh, old enough to know and have played against nothing but the option coming up in my young life. Because that's as progressive as offense got when I played football. So what messes up an option is up the middle blitz and your defensive ends being responsible keeping their fucking knowing their assignment and sticking with it and their outside linebackers doing the same i still think it's going to be close i but i do see us winning you know 28 10 28 17 something like that just because we still have a young defense um now go to week two or week three that's a bye we'll go then to the next one wisconsin it's at wisconsin so you never know we don't play great on the road we just don't. Last time we were in Wisconsin, poor Brandon Peters got knocked the fuck out. Or we, I really do believe we would have won that game. Wisconsin does have 85% of their starting players on offense coming back and 60% of their defensive players. But the key position that says anything about what kind of success they're going to have on offense is they don't have a they don't they do not have a quarterback that has started anything significant next year. They just don't. Uh, Hornybrook gone. Uh, So they have, I don't even know the two guys. Who cares, right? They're Wisconsin quarterbacks. More than likely, they're just going to be handing off to Jonathan Taylor or whatever that running back's name is. He's going to be running behind a bunch of just uh, big-ass white dudes, and he's going to have a day, right? He's just going to. We're just going to have to figure out how to stop that kid and make sure that this new quarterback doesn't become John Elway somehow. So, It'll be close. I still think we're going to win by 10. Like a 31-21, I don't know, 34-24, that kind of thing. I truly think that that's how we're going to beat them. it be close, but we'll pull away at the end, just like we did last year. I mean, it, to be quite honest, it wouldn't shock me if we blow them out like we did last year. Uh, but we're not traditionally known to be a great away team, so that's why I still think we only win by 10. Uh Rudgers, I mean, come on, blowout. Who cares? Whatever. It's uh, it's at Michigan, at the big house. Rudgers. Uh, who cares? Fifty-five to ten. I mean, I think their their quarterback threw for five, threw for five touchdowns last year. Five. I could be wrong, but I could have swore that's what I saw was five throwing touchdowns. And that's in the season. That's not in the game. That's in the season. Who gives a shit? It's Rutgers, so we should win that game. Um, whatever. What well, I don't care. Attach a fucking score. Then we go into the Iowa game. Now, thank God we have Rutgers the week before because that could be a trip-up game, a trap game, as they like to say, because we're so worried about what I was able to do. Iowa was nine and four last year. Right, had some key losses, was the reason why they didn't win the Big Ten East or I mean, Big Ten West. Uh, they have 72 percent of their starters coming back on offense and 50, 57 percent on defense. But here's the key they still have Nate Stanley, I believe, as is their, is their quarterback, but they're bread and butter. They're two amazing tight ends to the pros. I don't know how they recruit there. Uh Iowa has always been the most schizophrenic team I have ever seen. They are either great or they suck or they're just right in the middle. They just they can't make up their mind on what they want to be. All I know is Iowa at home at night unbeatable. Doesn't matter who they play, they could whip Alabama or Clemson if they're at Iowa at night. But here's the thing, they're not. They're coming to the big house. That's right. It's still going to be a hard-fought game because Iowa, you just never know what to expect from them. Uh, 31-17, 31-24. It's going to be close, but we're still going to pull out the win. 35-24. I mean, a lot of that. I mean, I can see it's winning by 10 or under, but we're still winning the game. Uh, Illinois, blowout. Brandon Peters transferred there, so maybe next year Illinois may be able to do something. I mean, yeah, I guess if you dick around, Illinois can maybe provide a problem. It is in Illinois, so Champaign, it's an ugly field. I I don't know. Maybe they could be a problem, but I still see us winning by double digits on that. I mean, we could see Dylan McCaffrey taking over and even Joe Milton going all in the second half. I mean, if everything goes the way we should, blow out, in my opinion. Then, on the road again to Penn State. Now, you know that's going to be a whiteout, and that's probably going to be at night. And if you follow any other Michigan podcast, you know who this person is. He, he This Michigan podcaster, uh, he's very locked on Ohio State and Penn State. You would almost think... That he is a closeted Buckeye or Nittany Lion fan, with how much glowing respect he throws on these two fucking universities. Anyway, uh, white out. I guess it's a tremendous situation. Great atmosphere. Blah blah. Pfft, right, Penn State is returning forty-eight. Percent of their players, starting players on offense, and sixty-eight on defense. Right? They don't have a. They don't have a quarterback. Their quarterback left and went to Hunter Stevens, I believe, transferred from what I believe. They don't have anybody. Uh, Penn State. Plus, every year since uh, Moorhead left for Mississippi State and Gaddis left for Alabama. In 2006, 17, Penn State has just been ugly. 2018, not looking good. 2019 is going to be the same thing. Just is not good. Uh, the bald-headed cat just cannot, cannot coach. Great cheerleader, great cheerleader, right, can recruit with the best of them. But when it comes to coaching, he doesn't have the coaching staff, and he doesn't know how to fucking do it either, right? He needed Gaddis and Vanderbilt. He needed Moorhead and Gattis at Penn State, and he brought the players. He just needed the chefs to cook them up, right, to make the, the offense the best it could be. doesn't have those guys anymore, and it showed last year. So we're going to beat Penn State at Penn State 24-10 you know 3114 maybe 31-21, cuz our defense like i said young don't don't really know i mean to be quite honest we're returning 76% uh offensive starters and 50% defensive starters and we all know where those go right we all know who we lost bush gary winovich i mean david long those are the key ones who cares about tariq what i mean uh i can't even remember the 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 safety he was kennel oh god kennel and brandon watson i mean we we lost some bowsers but i mean we definitely lost four really solid pros i mean obviously they were draft they were really drafted they weren't free agents like some of them so it's it's going to be interesting for our defense this year but we beat We beat Penn State in a highly competitive, fun game to watch at the Whiteout at, uh, what is that, Happy Valley. Then we come back home and we play Notre Dame. Now that one's going to be a drag out, kick out, uh, all offense, let's see what happens type of thing. They got Ian Book. They got a decent running back. They lost a few offensive linemen. They lost a few key defensive players. I still think it's going to be a close, high scoring game with Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's returning 57% starters on offense and 55% starters on defense. Um, So, but the key is Ian Book. How can we, if we get pressure on Ian Book and we can stop that running game, we could blow him out. Because it's at home. It'll be probably at night. It's going to be on a major network. It's going to be interesting. And if we can stop Ian Book, we win. Plain and simple. I still think we win that game 42-31, 42-35. But I think it's a high-scoring, real exciting, back-and-forth type game. Um, Then we head out to Maryland. I mean, they got Loxley, the head coach from Alabama, who co-offense coordinated with gaddis last season and we all know alabama was electric but this is i think loxley's second chance at coaching i mean he flamed out gloriously somewhere else i wish i could tell you the school but it, it didn't go well um So I I really don't have faith. Only because they do have Anthony McFarland. They do have a solid defense. They are returning. Let me check here. Maryland's returning 69% of their offensive starters and 56% of their defensive starters. But here's the thing. They don't have a quarterback. Their quarterback sucks. Awful. That dude threw a 90-mile-per-hour fastball five yards to a wide receiver in the end zone in that Ohio State game, and they lost because he chokes a fat dick in under pressure. I don't see that kid making any type of real, real progress because any other team he played, he looked awful. Ohio State made him look like a champ. I don't see Peregrine or whatever his name is doing anything. I don't think Maryland's going to be anything but... Well, they made the "Who Cares" list on the East Division of the Big Ten on my on my board, so who cares, Maryland? Pfft, I don't care. Um, so we'll beat them thirty-seven twenty, something like that. Uh, then we have the then we come back home and we play the hated Michigan State fucking Spartans. I hate these dudes. They are fast becoming a team I hate more than Ohio State Uh, just because of their coach, just because of their fan base. Their fan base is some of the most uneducated fan base I've ever run into. They. seem to think that somehow they have always been on the level of Michigan. Always. Look through the history, people, and you will see the only time Michigan State has ever gained ground on Michigan or took superiority of the state is when we hired Rich Rod in the decade of darkness with Rich Rod and fucking Freddie Flintstone over there, Brady fucking Hoke. Those were the only times Michigan State's been good and won on a consistent basis against Michigan in football. Jimmy Harves is in town, ready to go. We're really two and two. Oh, uh, well, we're 2-2 two and two against them now, but we should be 3-1. and one. I mean, a fucking botched punt, and they're going to fucking hang their hat on that horse shit? Come on. We're really 3-1. and one. I don't recognize that loss. Just like I don't recognize... Yeah, 2016 was the year of... Oh, no, actually, that was 2015, I think, was the botched punt. The botched punt was 2015, yeah. So 2015 botched punt, don't recognize that loss. 2016 lost Ohio State. Don't recognize that loss either. We're three and one and one and three against our rivals in that area. So fuck them. Fuck Michigan State. I hate them. I can't stand them. East Lansing's a toilet. Uh, people in Flint say, "Thank God we may not have water, but thank God we don't live in East Lansing." I mean, it's it's just uh, an embarrassment of a team. Uh, a, a stadium, a coaching staff. They re, just to give you an idea, they had a kid flip. They had a recruit flip, and not go to what you would think: Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, right? Wisconsin, even, even Iowa. They, you know, who they went this. This recruit went to Rutgers. He committed to Michigan State, and then flipped and went to Rutgers. No one does that. That's like saying, okay, I'm going to Rikers Island, but then I'm going to flip and go to Alcatraz. No one does that. That's how bad Michigan State is as a fucking football team and coaching staff. They're awful, awful. Awful. And I hope we blow them the F out. I hope we stomp their heads into the ground and we fuck their mothers. I, I just hope we do. And then not only I hope we have sex with their mothers, I hope we force them to watch us as we... As a team, have sex with their mothers. I just—it's disgusting to even think that Michigan State should even be in the same division or conference as our team. I can't stand them. So I think we win that game. <laughs> and let's face it—it's a—it's a absolute one hundred percent rivalry game. So they could pull something out of their buttocks and then beat us somehow. I don't know. I, I really don't think that Michigan I think Michigan has learned their lesson in taking our rivals not serious with this whole well we here at Michigan believe that we we treat everyone the same. Bullshit. You don't treat every game the same. There are three games a year that you treat more that this life and death. Life and death. You play this te- these three teams like they slapped your mom. I know it's a lot of mom talk right now, but you f- you play them like they slapped your mom and try to make out with your sister. Michigan State, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Those three games we need to have a hate of uh, just a fierce hate for these people. And we need to take it out on them on the field every chance we get. We don't treat them the same as a mid-Tennessee state or a Army or a Wisconsin. It doesn't matter. Those three games mean something to us. So I hope we blow them out. But like I said, it's a rivalry game, so who knows. But I'm going to say we beat them uh where I, I have a score i think it's 24 17 28 14 31 10 it could be all in that area right because let's face it michigan state's returning 78 players on their offense and 53 percent players on their defense they have two very good linebackers and they have one of the best defensive lines returning probably in the big 10 um I, I'm not impressed with their offense. They have a subpar quarterback returning and malarkey. <laughs> I'm sure that's not his name, but who gives a shit? Uh, and they have no running game to speak of because their running backs graduated. Uh, just they lost their best wide receiver. I'm not impressed. And then you're going to put even let's say you put Rocky out there, their their backup quarterback. He stinks too. So. We should win. It should be over and decided by the beginning of the fourth. Um, So then let's get into, we go to Indiana. And of course, Indiana once again becomes a trap game for us. Indiana becomes a trap game because once again, we play them before we play Ohio State. Every year for the for Harbaugh's existence, we have played Indiana before we've either played Ohio State, Iowa, or Penn State, or some big game that we really care about, but we play Indiana, and we get, let them look like they're doing something. Indiana is a much better team than they have ever been over the last, five, what, five decades? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, Indiana's returning 78 players on offense and 77 players on defense, uh, Or you know, percentage-wise. Yeah, they're going to be decent. They're going to be a tough game. They're going to be tough out. But they're always a tough first-half team, and then we figure them out and we blow them out or considerably win in the second half. So I I don't see why there should be any change in that. I know we beat them for like the last, I don't know, 20 years or something. So, yes, there's always that chance that we could screw that up and lose because Ohio State is the next week, and that determines a lot for us. The Big Ten, the anything you can think of, it's all going to fall on Ohio State. So, yes, Indiana could be a huge pain in the ass really could be so with that being said we i don't think we're going to lose though i still think we're going to win uh you know 34 17 34 17 i think that's fine i don't see a huge huge problem there uh close at half they could still be up 17 14 at halftime we come back and then we win just like last year ohio state last game of the year Uh, Since we don't have a traitor and old man Greyjoy Madsen uh, spilling all the fucking beans on how we're going to play defense. Now, listen, uh, last year they blew us out. Uh, Yes, they had more talent offensively when it came to their wide receivers. Uh, They had a great quarterback. They had a decent running game. But here's the thing. Minnesota made them look bad. Maryland made them look bad. Defensive line play I'm talking about. <sighs> Nebraska made them look bad. Those are just three games I can think of off the top of my head, right? Purdue blew them out. You're having these kind of troubles, right? But all of a sudden, Michigan with a great pass rush, and I really do believe our pass rush created the problems and put a huge spotlight on the covering of like our coverage defense because Brandon Watson got exposed, Kendall got exposed, and then we were too cocky. Now, listen, we had our own faults in this. But it didn't help that we dominated teams like Wisconsin, Penn State, who have great offensive lines, great offensive lines, right? And we made them look bad. But an Ohio State offensive line that got dominated by Nebraska, Minnesota, Maryland, these teams I've already stated, they got abused by those teams, but we couldn't make them look bad. And the one area in which we looked great is being run by a guy who then left us shortly after the season was over to go to Ohio State. How do we not see this conspiracy theory? I don't have a tinfoil hat on right now. I'm looking at pure facts. I know we had our part to play. I know we did. Right? Plain and simple. I get it. But it doesn't help when you have some old geezer who's looking to get a payday and get a little bit more responsibility because he really thinks he can coach. I'm pretty sure someday we're going to find out that Madsen and Don Brown had some major disagreements. Major disagreements on how things should go. Madsen played along for as long as he could, he has ties to Urban Meyer I think they were neighbors to be quite honest you don't think Urban Meyer somehow talking him up chatting trying to figure out what's going on or even getting his wife to do it who knows maybe he had the dick shower go over and drop off a few hundred grand hundred grand you know like a few thousand to say hey buddy why don't you come over to this team let's just talk about what we gotta do so I can go out on top you don't think Urban Meyer was doing something like that Right, Uh, I smell conspiracy, and let's not be shocked if we find something out later on that that stuff was going on. Too many things have been coincidental that doesn't make sense and screams conspiracy. So I still think we beat Ohio State. I know they've got talent. We've out-recruited them this last season. Ryan Day is not Urban Meyer. He could be Luke Fickle, for all we know. I'm calling it now. Maybe I'm overstepping or getting a little too crazy in this, but I'm calling the fall of Ohio State starts this season. Because let's face it, if Justin Fields gets hurt, their quarterback, they're done. 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 They got nothing. They got some third string kid that no one's ever heard of. In the last couple years, they had Borrow's leave for transfer out to go to LSU, who's now the starter. Then you've got Tate Martell just left for uh, Miami. And let's face it, Tate Martell's a punk. He looks like an albino rat, to be quite honest. And he's like, hey, Justin Fields, don't come over here because I'm going to outperform you. And as soon as Justin Fields says he's coming, I'm leaving. I'm Tate Martell. I don't know what I'm talking about. So who cares? Not like he was that impressive when he got onto the field anyways. You always knew what play he was going to do. He was awful. I don't think he's going to do that well with Miami. I'm just saying right now, Ohio State is going to fall. Every great college traditional school has fallen. I mean, from Miami, Florida State, Alabama, uh, USC, UCLA, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, all these great schools with great traditions have all fallen at one point in their history. Ohio State has. not They have been very smart, very savvy, and the coaches in which they hired and who they fired immediately, and my look is at you, Luke Fickle, I still think Ohio State is not going to win all their games this year. I think there's one or two very big trap games for Ohio State, and I still think we beat them. It's at Ann Arbor. We have all the momentum for us going with everything. Is, plus, the players are bitter and angry on Michigan's. I don't care if Ohio State punches a big block M or they slap their mother if they think they look like Jim Harbaugh. Makes no difference. I know this is a very uh, violence heavy towards women for some reason. It, it's more of a joke than it is a real thing. It's just funny to say. So save your emails. I'm not, you know, whatever. Um, but we're angry. We're ready to go. We're ready to win this. We're ready to get this two and three against Ohio State. Like I said, I don't recognize the zero and four. I did. I do believe we won in 2016. But then again, I also think Ohio State isn't going to be undefeated when they play us. I think they have a few trap games, like I said. Their key games this year, Michigan, at Michigan, they they have Cincinnati come home. The only reason why I put Cincinnati on key games is that Luke Fickle is the head coach of Cincinnati. Luke Fickle is going to want to make some noise because Cincinnati is finally good. And he's gonna to want to prove to everybody that Ohio State fired him too soon. They didn't because let's face it, Urban Meyer comes a knocking. You fire anybody after Urban Meyer comes a knocking. You know, plus I mean Luke Fickle was six and six. The next season <laughs> Urban Meyer went undefeated. That kind of gives you an idea where Luke Fickle was as a coach. So Luke has a lot to prove. Luke's gonna to want to go into the horseshoe and shock the world could happen. They also have Michigan State at the Horseshoe and they have Penn State once again at the Horseshoe. So those are four big games that I think they can go two and two, three and one. They're not going undefeated in that cuz Michigan's beating them. So Michigan wins Big 10 East finally this season. We go into the Big 10 championship game and I think it it's a I, I think the finally finally the West is somewhat competitive fricking finally I mean Wisconsin has no quarterback to speak of but still is returning. Quite a bit, like what I tell, eighty-five percent of their offensive starters and sixty-six percent, or sixty percent of their defensive starters. Iowa seventy-two percent offense, fifty-seven defense, and then you've got Northwestern with the fifty-three percent offense, seventy-one percent uh, defense. But the surprising one, the one that I think could make some noise, and I'm kind of shocked I'm even saying this, is Minnesota has ninety percent of their offensive players returning, and Seventy-eight of their defensive players returning. Now I know what you're going to say, Adam. Iowa was fucking eight and six, I think. Let me no seven and six last season. Minnesota. Sorry, I didn't want to say Iowa. Minnesota was seven and six last season. So who cares if they're bringing so many starters back into this? I just have to believe that PJ Flex somehow is going to get. He loves to steal as many uplifting messages that harbaugh says to us he likes to steal those from us um but he has a def- decent offense he has a couple decent defensive players i think they could make some noise i really do so i could see uh, iowa uh, wisconsin has no quarterback if they can figure that quarterback out that quarterback thing out they could actually do something um Nebraska I think still one two years away. Uh like they're they're returning 59% offensive players, 55% defensive starters. That's just the way it goes. I don't see a tremendous uh thing for them. I I mean Purdue 37% of their offensive players are coming back. I think they have a quarterback and that and that amazing uh slot receiver. But outside of that I don't see them being really effective. Um so it's either going to be Iowa, Wisconsin, or Minnesota. Uh, Northwestern, I just I don't see it. They're losing their quarterback. Th- Thorson was the main reason why they were successful last year. I don't know who they're getting, what kind of book nerd they got to toss the pigskin around over there and nerd you. I just don't see them actually being anything. I think they're going to be tough. I think if you sleepwalk against them, they'll beat you, but I don't think they're going to be competitive for the West. But I think it's going to be Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota fighting for that spot to play Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. I just don't know who's going to do it. I, I mean, if I had to pick one, I, I would probably lead more towards – I'll go with Iowa only because Wisconsin doesn't have a quarterback that's proven. Nate Stanley's a proven quarterback for Iowa, so I'll give it to Iowa on that. But I still think uh, Michigan kicks the crap out of Iowa once again, and we win the Big Ten for our first Big Ten title this year, and we sneak our way into the playoff. So I think we're going undefeated. We're going to have some close ones. Uh, Ohio State's going to be a close one, obviously, But I think we finally make all the plays that we need to. Now, this is stating that if we stay healthy, you get some key injuries. I can't be held responsible for key injuries. I just can't because no one says, well, if we lose five starters off of the blah, 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 you know, no one can predict that stuff. So everybody stays healthy. Everything goes according to plan. Michigan wins. Michigan wins goes to the big 10 title game we win our first big 10 we go into the playoff i don't know who we'd play but i think we're gonna make some noise you may even see if everything goes to plan i could see michigan maybe even playing for a national title this year i know i know i'm in that camp of guys who believe that michigan can win because we have the most talent and that everything's falling into place for us. I know I don't, I'm don't. i not one of those guys who's a closeted Ohio State fan that says, oh, well, maybe Ohio State's going to win. And first of all, there is a podcast out there that has two guys, and one of them is a Michigan State alum. I don't believe in prejudging anybody, but I go back and I listen to some of this stuff, and it doesn't shock me that he... Never says a great thing about Michigan. Or it's very tempered. It's not, well, he's all in on Michigan. You know, he likes to play that, well, I'm a smart guy, look at all the evidence, blah, blah, horse That is a Michigan State Spartan from the get. He's probably down deep, holding some uh, aggression towards Michigan because he probably tried to get in and he wasn't smart enough to get in. So he got into Michigan State. I mean, hey. Listen, I know a lot of great Arby's cashiers that are Michigan State uh, alumni. You know, Magnum Kulaudi, one of the best fry cookers I've ever seen of the curly fries at Arby's. Fantastic. You know, who am I to judge? But I don't think that he really is capable of judging us appropriately, especially when it comes to football. not saying who it is. He knows who he is, and he knows he's been a fraud this whole time. Uh, Anyways, so that's this episode. Listen, guys, I think this is a great season for us. I'm going to try and put out as much content as I can so we can get pushing and really get this maniac movement going. But like I always say, guys, it is always great. It is fantastic even to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, go blue.